0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Roll Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and on my lap here today is Avila. She's going to be our assistant for the podcast. We've got Dead Reynolds today, and they have a new album called Breathless Strangers, which was released on September 17th via Fort Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Dominic to share some more information about this release, as well as what the boys have got going on. So, Dominic, welcome to the show. How are
1: you doing? Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely great to have you on. Now, tell us about this album, Breathe With Strangers. Um, what is this album about? What does that mean, to Breathe With Strangers? Because kind of a unique thing, if you think about it.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's obviously irony. It was developed uh, around the time of the pandemic. The whole thing's been recorded over the pandemic. The irony is that for a long period of time, we couldn't Breathe With Strangers. So we just felt that the title was something that we we couldn't do it at that time we now are starting to again, so we just felt that let's encompass it with the whole album being around around that concept.
0: Okay. So then it is a not just a pandemic album and that it was written and recorded in the pandemic, it's actually intentionally designed lyrically as well
1: to be a pandemic album? Yeah, to to a certain degree. I mean quite a lot of the songs are about how we felt the restrictions, the lockdowns, the mental health issues, breakdowns of relationships, people losing jobs and work and just the whole thing, really. It's, uh, you know, it's had a massive worldwide effect. And We just felt that we'd write a bunch of songs that encompassed how we felt and maybe, maybe a bit of hope for the future. There's certainly tracks on there that there's, there's hope for the future. There's, there's all sorts on there. But, yeah, it was all written, recorded, the whole thing throughout the pandemic. So, yeah, we just felt that by bringing it all together was the right thing to do.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, you mentioned quite a few things that are mental health issues. I know in Canada, anyway, was it suicides went up 40%? Yep. Uh,
1: No, I think we're we're exactly the same, to be fair. I think um, it's affected everybody. People have been locked in at home. They've had deaths in their families and grief and loss of income and the whole thing. And I just think that You've only got to look at the sporting world at the moment in the Olympics. You've got, you know, massive superstars in all different sports pulling out because they can't cope with pressure. You've got, it's have a knock-on effect everywhere. So there's certainly a good couple of songs, um, if not more on the album, that reflects not only how we have felt, but also how we feel other people may have felt throughout the whole thing and and still are doing so.
0: hmm Yeah. You mentioned, you know, that you still do and I mean, to a degree, I guess it's not over yet, but... Um I guess as a just a philosophical question, maybe a philosophical. How long do you think it's gonna take for
1: life to return back to normal? I don't think it ever will, if I'm honest. It's my my opinion. I think we're gonna be left with the scars of this for a long time. You know, certainly over here restrictions are lifting a little bit and you know, but I'm still we're still seeing devastating effects in families where people are getting it and people are still wearing masks and Certain things are not, you know, concerts are being canceled or festivals are being canceled. So I, I think it's going to be a couple of years before we, we, we get back to anything like we were. But I, I think it's going to be with us for a long time. And you know, we have learn to live with it, really. And, you know, hopefully we can get over it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How did Fort Records get involved? Did you guys record the album and then shop around? Or were they already involved when you were guys when you guys were working on it?
1: They're already involved. We've been with Fort now since the inception of the band two and a half years ago. I was in a different band with a number of the guys. We were signed to Fort Records five or six years ago. That band dissolved, and they they stuck. you know, they stuck by me as a from the from the first band, and then we built a new band around it. So you know, they've been involved ever since. And you know, they're great guys. The, the, our management company is also linked to them as well, so. Crescendo Music Management and Fort Records are, you know, two guys that um, have been involved now for the last five or six years. So, yeah, they're fully behind it, and we're really pleased that they're on board.
0: hmm Yeah, you mentioned a few pieces of the puzzle there. Crescendo Music Management. Um, yep. Kind of a funny question, but how did they get involved? Did you seek them out, or did they find you?
1: You know what? It was, we was at a little gig five or six years ago in the previous band, and it was a gig we weren't even going to do. And we were playing a bunch of covers, and they, they happened to be in the, in the in the show. They approached us at the end of the show and said, "Look, we you know we want a mu- music m- management company, and we've got we've also got a record label that are associated with us. Can we have a chat?" And we 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 thought it was a joke. <laughs> we thought it was um yeah 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 whatever yeah cool yeah cool yeah. Uh, they followed up with all the phone calls and the emails, and we met them a few times, and they put in front of us and. We've now done, I did two albums with them from a previous band and then they've now looked after us with a couple of EPs and obviously now this album. So yeah, it was one of those kind of surreal moments Was what it was real, despite us thinking it was a, a joke. But um, yeah, they're good guys. They've become, come look, well, they've become friends with us, they're like family and, you know, without them we couldn't do half the things we do. So, you know, it's we would really appreciate having them on board.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times does that happen for a band? I mean, I guess maybe because you guys were a smaller band, you're like, right, some management company wants to work with us, right.
1: Yep, and uh, and I vividly remember the meeting. We had. We met Johnny and the two guys in a a hotel, and they started getting flip charts and presentations out and SWOT analysis and all this, and we're like, oh, right, this is the real deal, then. We just expect them to be like, yeah, give us 50 grand, and we'll make you famous. It wasn't like that. It was this is what we want to do. This is the five-year plan. This is the, the album. This is what we want to do. We've been looking for some bands. You fit the bill, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, okay, yeah, this looks quite cool. Let's give it a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You mentioned that there's some things that you couldn't have done without them. What kind of things does a management company bring to a band?
1: I mean, first and foremost is the support. We, you know, There's, there's certain things we, we just didn't have any idea about. We didn't have m- many contacts in the industry at that time we didn't really have any idea about recording music video or who to talk to we'd never booked up any festivals, any tours um, within the first year we'd, we'd been around the UK, we'd been went over to Poland, we'd been around Scotland shot four or five music videos recorded a couple of EPs, whatever It it's, it's kind of knowing what to do, I mean yeah you can find out that stuff you can google stuff and you can follow up. but to have people who know what to do and have contacts with media and PR and all that stuff, it's it's just so much easier you know there's definitely pros and cons. I think you know we've got friends who are in independent bands and they can make more decisions for themselves and they can decide what to do more than we can, but that level of support is is massive really and as I say we couldn't we couldn't operate to the level we're doing you know we could certainly carry on doing it, but to get the production we need and you know the videos and and the PR and and, and radio plug in you know you, you know you, you'll have heard of us through. Plug-in, I guess you know. We're plug-in Company, uh, Plug-in Baby. We've had radio plays all over the world now. We we never would have been able to do that ourselves. So it's yeah, just a level of and the funding behind it, and it's, you know, we're in a very privileged position, and we we really appreciate that.
0: hmm Yeah, this a big question that a lot of bands have. That I guess you know, how do I get heard? Well, you either hire a PR firm. Yep. You know, or get with a management company that'll get you out there somehow they have a pr firm or they use one or whatever and
1: yep yeah and i think you know obviously there's so many platforms now you can put youtube videos up you can put your stuff on spotify the big problem is you you, you're part of a a massive massive pool of other bands and talent and songwriters or whatever it might be so you know if you want to if you want to get heard by the you know the radio world or People that can build playlists or whatever. Yeah, you've got. To, unfortunately, you've got to engage services and all that comes at a cost and a price. So, I wouldn't say you get what you pay for, but you, you, you get quite a lot of what you pay for.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's Yeah. If you want broccoli and you don't know how to grow it? You got to go buy it. Exactly that.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> you know, there's still there's still loads of stuff we do ourselves. You know, we 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 have to supplement everything that goes on. We you know we still do loads on social media and. Everything else, but to, to, to have a team of creative people around us, we're, you know, it's it's a it's a good place to be because we, you know, things things can happen. So, you know, we're nowhere near where we need, we want to be. We're still on that journey, and we're maybe caught at the mountain, but we're, we're, we're making strides, which is we, as I say, we're we're further ahead than we would be. I think.
0: Cool. Now you mentioned uh, concerts and festivals a few times. Uh, I imagine quite a few of those may or may not be going on right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, we hadn't, we hadn't played live since we did one show on Halloween last year. Prior to that, we, we had a year off because of the restrictions. Every festival last summer was canceled. Unfortunately, quite a number this year have been already. I think it's just promoters are concerned about the outlay to, to bigger named artists that they've got to pay. So certainly the, the middle tier festivals in the uk seem to have gone and the local festivals pretty much as well um we're on tour which is great from september or october we've managed to keep some dates from last year and pulled them over and we've managed to build in some new dates and we've got a handful of festivals as well so it's probably not where we exactly where we want it to be but it's, it's live shows we're going to be able to play stuff and i think that's as good as, as it's going to get this year and maybe next year we hope we, we can get back to some kind of money
0: can you, What can you tell us about the tour that's going on in September October
1: So we do an album launch show uh, September the 16th uh, in a really really eclectic and Victorian hotel we decided to go a bit different and rather than going down the rock venue route we've hired a, a Victorian ballroom we're going to deck out and we're going to kind of make it a black tie event and make it a bit different um we then play i think 12 shows after that which take in kind of cambridge norwich london birmingham all the usual kind of places a couple of festivals in between and then towards the end of the year we've got another another couple as well so we found it quite difficult to book venues the bigger bands seem to be taking the the better slots in the bigger venues which is which is as expected, so the smaller bands are being left with what's kind of left, but we've, we've taken what we can and built some kind of tour, at least to try and promote the album and get out there again.
0: Mm-hmm. Abso-freaking-lutely. Speaking of the radio, I just remembered something, that you know, like you've got cars going by, I've got my beautiful little girl here, and uh, I was on a radio spot once, a few years ago. And I had my son with me, who was young at the time, and I said, "Yeah, my son's gonna have to come with." And they're like, "Yeah, you can't do that. You can't can't have a baby on the radio." I'm like, "Cool, I'll do a podcast instead. Then I can have a baby on the yep. podcast." Yep. So
1: works, man. Yeah, works.
0: <laughs> I won't go where it's not my place, man. But I'll bring it down. Um. So there's a music video for the track yep. "Bring It Down." Um. I guess take us through the music video for Bring It Down and in the, in the beginning you guys have a bit of a what's the word I want to use it's a, it's a dark message almost yeah, almost as,
1: yeah as far as Johnson you know we again it it goes back to the whole cent, it's very central to the whole thing that we're doing and we just felt that we wanted a, a video that's really two halves and hopefully you got the concept that the first part is very based around the restrictions you got a guy on his own he's lonely he's locked up on his own he's got mental health issues nobody wants to talk to him all that kind of stuff and then through the power of music through the power of a live band he 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 goes and meets people who he can gel with who he can understand who are like him Mm -hmm. and we just felt that that was you know the track's quite uplifting in places and we just felt that by bringing that message through that that was how we've been feeling so that was the reason it was the first single off the album the reason the the video was shot in that way as well. And I, you know, I think it's come out pretty well and we've, we've certainly got a lot of positivity from, from doing, from doing it. And that was the, that, that's the bones behind it.
0: Yeah. Cause at first I was like, Oh no, this is going to be like a, I don't know, anti-restriction video or something. And then, no,
1: I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I think, I mean, yeah, we wanted it to be more than that. We wanted to show the guy in his flat on his own. That's where he lived. He hadn't got anywhere to go. Yeah. The, the use of the masks was to try and replicate the way he felt, and obviously there was 10 or 12 other people, maybe more than that in the end, that were in the same headspace as him. He finds them, they find him, and obviously at the end of the gig, they take take the masks off, and we're, it's all supposed to be that we're all one and there's hope for the future and things like that. That's the idea behind it, so I'm hoping that's come across.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I did get the message. Uh, at first, I was like, ah! And then... <laughs> And then I watched it, and I got it, and it was good cinematography. I, I enjoyed it. You know, everything, everything was good.
1: Yeah, I mean that was that in itself was tricky. It was everybody had to do two COVID tests. We had to, you know, we had to get kind of written permission from people to do it. It was quite a number of the cast that were supposed to be there, and then couldn't be there because of the NH, you know, the apps and COVID restrictions. So we had to kind of shoehorn people in, so that the whole thing was quite stressful really to try and get it done on time (laughs) it was a it wasn't easy enough and and in fact the whole album has been like that you you know we've carried on recording we've carried carried on doing demos and stuff and it's we'd normally all be in the studio together but our producers like no I can only get one of you in or two of you in so we've got to do stuff on our own or we've had to go over at different times of the day and the whole process has been really and I'm sure loads of other bands have done it as well but The whole process has been, one, very elongated, but two, quite difficult to manage. And I'm I'm just pleased we've got there in the end.
0: How did this change? I mean, obviously, you mentioned one to two guys at a time in the studio, but is there anything from this process that's going to change how
1: you guys work at all? Yeah, I I think we'll do more writing with... So Jack Jack, uh, is our... um, He's our producer. He did, he, 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 worked on the previous two EPs. We've worked on that for a couple of years. Jack Murphy, he's a great guy. Started a musician. He's got his own band as well. Half the songs were written with him, which I did with him over the, over the Christmas and January, February periods and then showed those to the rest of the guys and I loved them straight away. I think you might have a copy of now, uh, Not My Place, which is the next single. So that was a collab- collaboration with me and Jack and the next four or five are the same. So I think the biggest thing that's come out of this process for me is working with somebody which I've not really ever done before on music and structure and arrangement has been brilliant because it's a different perception, a different set of eyes, different set of ears, and I think we've got a lot better products off the back of doing that, and I think we'll we'll definitely carry on doing that. Mm -hmm. What I guess what
0: prevented you guys from uh, working with somebody before in that capacity?
1: I just don't think we'd ever thought of doing it. And, I, and also, I would all, always have written the songs and then gone into the studio and gone, oh, here's our five songs. What do you think? And it's like, yeah, cool, let's demo them and record them. Whereas this time it was like, here's, our, here's my five songs. Let's take them apart. Let's rebuild them. Let's change courses. Let's change bridges. Let's do this. Let's put a riff there. And almost deconstruct them to then rebuild them. And I think it's, it, it's paid dividends for us.
0: Oh, Dominic, it will pay dividends. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, uh, that's another point. Some bands ask, how can we go to the next level? Well, find a producer that you want to work with.
1: Yeah. And this is it. And I I think I was always very resistant from it. In every band I've ever been in, I've been the main songwriter for lyrics and music. And I've I've always been quite protective over it. But I think having heard what Jack had done, and he kind of did a a little kind of test job on a couple of songs. I love what he did. And then we decided to do this five or six together and it's worked really well. So, We'll definitely carry on doing that yeah. as, long as, he, as, long as, he, as long as he wants to keep us. That's the thing.
0: So. <laughs> so it's very true, very true. Uh, now you mentioned that obviously it's a pandemic album. Is it a story at all? Like, does it have uh, an, a protagonist
1: in it? Not, not in any other terms other than this is the way we felt at the time, and we're hoping other people felt the same, and this is kind of the hope for the future. <laughs> Um, it's, it's certainly not a froggy type start to finish story. Each song is—it's got each song has got its own theme and story, which is, I think will become quite evident as, as people listen. Um, I mean, there's a track called "Voices," which is largely about mental health. Bring it down. We've just talked about. There's others that the same. Bright lights is about sort of future hope and things like that. So they're all linked to the subject, but there's nothing kind of. You, they don't lead on one from the other, so to speak. Mm-hmm. How about not my place?
0: What is not my place about?
1: Yeah, that's more of a relationship breakdown. It's the, the way that the, the pandemic has made a, a couple feel, not being able to kind of get, get away from each other, not being able to be independent, having to do everything together. And then they feel that like they've drifted j- apart. It's not, not, not my place to tell you how I feel, it's not my place for me to make you feel better. And it's in the end, obviously, if you listen to the lyrics, it's, it's, a, it's a whole breakdown of everything. Link, really linked to um, what's, what's been going on. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that feel that way.
0: Tell me about it, Dom. Tell me about it. Yeah. I can't get away from this one right now.
1: You don't want to. You don't want to. <laughs>
0: uh, I appreciate your patience uh, on this oh. one. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, so so far we've chatted about the pandemic, the effects of the pandemic, what's currently going on. Uh, I had heard that in the UK they were going to be lifting some restrictions. Um, but it sounds like some people are still being smart, which is good. Where I'm at, they've undone just about all of them, and all hell is breaking loose now. So this is very yep. interesting time. Because um, the last message that we got after a 700% increase in cases was by the way, you won't even need to wear masks in public or isolate if you get COVID. And we're like, wait, hold on a second, what? So the first part of the update is the 700% increase in cases. The next part of the update is we're going to go ahead and keep laxing restrictions?
1: Yeah, we're the same, man. So <laughs> fa- face masks are gone. If you don't want to wear them anymore, I'm, st- I'm still wearing mine in public places. People are going back to work. Um, they're, they're suggesting people test. We've, obviously, everybody's being jabbed. As well. So I think it's similar, very similar uh, guidance that, that you're getting as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's smart. I mean, we've got, we've got a different variant over here. They call it the Delta variant. At one point, they were getting up to forty to 50,000 cases per day. Uh, we're down to about 20,000 cases per day now, and we're down to about 100 deaths, which is obviously a hundred too many. But if you think about where we were, we was at five or 10. It, it's, it's gone up again. Yeah. So whether or not that's the, you know, we've just gone through the European Football Championships where quite a number of those games were held in London, Wembley. They allowed 40, 50, 60,000 people in. We've had other test events, music events, sports events, kids are on holiday, whether that's a byproduct of that I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, it's, definitely, it's definitely going up again.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is a bit of a worry. Yeah. You know?
0: And then what else we chat about? Concerts, festivals, we even snuck the Tokyo Olympics in there, which
1: maybe some people are yeah. paying attention. Yeah, it's all good. We're doing Great Britain seems to be doing quite well, so, you know, along <laughs> well, with that, continue. Yeah, that's
0: good. Canada's doing about as good as Canada does at the Summer Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I think you're more, you more Winter Olympics, I guess? We are, yeah, we're there for the Winter Olympics.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <That's> cool. <laughs>
0: yeah summer we're it's like
1: actually, what's that it's actually it's actually more blowing my mind i'm speaking to somebody in canada and it's like you're saying my car it's just the just the whole technology thing just just blows me up it's weird. i'm loving it yeah i know
0: it's almost like we could breathe with strangers electronically now
1: absolutely that yeah yeah yeah
0: all right, beautiful. We chatted about <clears throat> why you need a manager, kind of, or at least a production team or a team around you yep. as a, as a band. Because a lot of times we think of the band as the team. We don't think of there being a team to help out the band.
1: Yeah, I mean, previously that's the way it's always been. But you know, we when we signed with Crescendo and the Fort, we then got offered to work with a videographer and uh, a plug a radio plugger, Spotify plugger, whatever it might be, and you know. We felt, let's let's give it a go, and it's worked. Um, I don't think we'd have had probably a tenth of the radio play, certainly not in the UK and or around the world, that we would have had without somebody that actually knows how to do that. The same with Spotify. We've not really ever done that before, so to be getting 50,000 or 100,000 streams on songs, I just don't think we'd have been able to do that ourselves as effectively we can't take our own pictures really so we need a photographer and producers we talked about so you know this, that kind of makes up our creative team really so we're lucky to have them and you know I think we struggle to do it any other way really
0: mhm yeah what else we chat about we chatted about a tour from September yep. to October you guys have got going on so fingers crossed that that goes through
1: I think you were going to talk about how you could get us a Canadian tour and I think that was ne- the next point to talk about mhm yeah, absolutely. Not, America's fine, whatever you can do. Okay, if you want to go there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that the band van would make it, but we'll give it a go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure things are fine. It's just being the neighbor, it's like you see a fire going all the time uh, on the other side of the fence. Uh. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> then a grizzly bear walks up.
0: Yeah, yeah, they... they they took the pandemic to a different level. I think
1: that is. Well, is. Right, let's let's not do that. Then. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get you into Toronto and uh, play a bunch of shows in Toronto. Maximize it. Send you over to to
1: Montreal, and then. Uh, get I some... think that's one thing we. I think that's one thing we'd love to do. You know, we we regularly play across the UK. Love doing that. But to, to get and I, and in and the previous band, I played a bit, a little bit in Germany and a bit in Poland as well. And that's great. But to meet different people from different cultures and probably to play in different countries. I think that'd be one for our kind of bucket list a little bit, if possible. May or may never happen, but it'd be nice to be nice to do a little bit. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. I guess one last question I have is, you know, you mentioned uh, playing in Germany, playing in Poland. Uh, what were some yeah. of the, what were some of the highlights of playing in some of those uh, countries that are obviously away from home?
1: The people, you know, it, it's a very different mentality. It, it it was it was it really was as if we were kind of a really big rock band showing up, um, which we didn't expect. So they just seemed to really appreciate live music. Um, we we played a, the big Warsaw rock festival in Poland and another rock venue, and then did somewhere some in Germany. And I think just because of our style of music is obviously quite rocky and driven and heavy heavy-ish. They love all that over there. We, we just got really embraced, and it just seems to be a big thing over there. So the people were great. And, uh, you know, I'd go back in a heartbeat to do that again. It was brilliant.
0: Cool. All right. Well, that concludes my questions. Is there anything that I missed, Dominic?
1: No. It's been good. I think we got through it. Skype works. Daughters work. Yeah. My phone so- worked. Yeah. Everything, yeah. All, the, all the
0: satellites coordinated for us today
1: massively man. And I was worried because I've never used Skype, man. I, I only use Teams or Zoom. And when it came through Skype, I was like, how the hell does that work? And my mate said, "Oh, you just download it and type it in. It comes up, and it and it did. I just typed in uh, the Rockwell podcast or what it was, and it yep showed up. So here we are, and it worked. So thanks for having me. Absolutely, thanks for coming on today. Not at all, man. So yeah, just keep in touch. We've got a new track coming out in about a month, so hopefully you'll you'll love that as well. You've heard you've heard it anyway. So um, and, and there's another one coming out in October. So any kind of uh, support we, we we're really grateful for.
0: Absolutely.